stocks dipping into the final moments here of the session, but really for the NASDAQ as the S&P 500's flat and Russell still way out front. Julie Beal is a portfolio manager and senior research analyst at Kane Anderson Rudnick. Julie, great to have you here. I want to talk about small caps as you manage a small cap fund. Uh, right now, I know that there's themes that line up with these small caps. We've been talking about it for months, recovery, maybe some interest in value. But how long can the pace of this outperformance go on? I mean, uh, is NASDAQ really just going to become like the most hated thing from being the favorite for a decade? You know, I think right now we're seeing so many opportunities in these smaller businesses to carve out niches for themselves and really attack uh, with a precision that some of the larger companies just can't match. Um, so that's what we look for at Kane Anderson Rudnick. We find businesses that have a certain level of market control and that allows them to really target their markets and be successful. So for these small companies, you're basically arguing, look, these are individual companies that have good reasons to be appreciated. They just they haven't had a lot of appreciation for a long time. Um, but I also know that if you, if you go even further into the micro cap space, I mean, I know that that's that's not where you spend most of your stock picking time. But if we just move even deeper down the spectrum, there's like more penny stock and stocks under a dollar trading than ever. So are small caps also kind of getting this frothy uh, speculative euphoria? Yeah, I, I think you're definitely seeing some euphoria around um, around the, the smaller cap, micro cap space. There's what's happening is you're seeing a lot of narrative over fundamentals, um, and you know it's more about the story you can tell than the actual fundamentals and the structural barriers that you have around your business. So I think you're seeing a rally that's not necessarily a quality rally. Uh, but more people being opportunistic around a narrative that they think makes sense in a recovery. Where do you see companies? Um, is it sector-wise? I mean, it sounds like it's very stock-specific in, in what you're doing, find, trying to find those growth plays within the, the smaller and mid-cap space. But can kind of give me an idea what tilt you have in the portfolio towards some of these more cyclical themes? Sure. So, you know, with, with the rotation happening, we have started to rotate away from our higher value tech names that had been the drivers of substantial outperformance. And we're, we're not abandoning the quality mantra. What we're doing is we're just dialing up the exposure to maybe more cyclical names uh, that I think really benefit in a recovery. So, you know, there are places in consumer discretionary that we like and opportunities still on the industrial side and obviously in healthcare. You know, as as COVID passes, we're going to see much more uh, routine care that's been put on hold be able to happen, and I think that's an important driver going forward. A couple of the companies uh, that you like right now do have these tech connections: uh, Tyler Technologies, Bentley Systems. These are still within that software category. For most people, they're not going to. Uh, recognize the names, though, given that these aren't the giant Salesforce and all the other Twilio's and, and stuff of the world. I mean, how do those small companies, though, compete with those bigger ones? Is there really that uh, much unique uh, software demand, or is the end game here for them to get acquired by one of these bigger companies? Well, for us, I mean, you know, we're long-term holders, and I'll, I'll tell you, every time one of our companies gets acquired, it's kind of a bummer, uh, because it's typically a good business, and what we love are these businesses we can hold for years and years, and they compound over time. The, you know, if you look at a company like Tyler Technologies, this is a company that serves state, local, municipal governments. I've actually worked in a, in a city government, and I swear, if they could sell 
you know, city-only pencils, they would buy them. You know, a municipal government wants service providers who are specific to them and who know their pains. And it's very challenging to complete their RFPs. So what you have with a company like Tyler is that's all they do. That's all they focus on. And, you know, competing against Oracle is quite simple for them because they just know how to get through all the hurdles and they can connect with their city government representatives in terms of being able to help them modernize. And I mean, I think we all know we need a lot of modernization that needs to happen in state and local government. Okay, uh, so a few will here on the tech side with the software inclusion, then Ollie's Bargain Outlet, I like it, uh, on the uh, more consumer cyclical side. Uh, Julia, one other thing here, just in terms of these small businesses, how much do they depend on government support right now? Are these companies that need to have supplemental help from the government that we're going to hear later tonight from the president-elect, or is that more concentrated for really small, like mom-and-pop-style businesses? Yeah, I, I think for sure it's much more focused on a mom-and-pop business. So for a company like Ollie's, this has been... You know, they've benefited as many of our, you know, larger consumer companies have from being able to stay open. And a lot of people have discovered this this company, which is a, a bargain closeout retailer. And they literally break every single rule in retail, which is, you know, quite quite fascinating. One thing I love about this business is that they have absolutely no e-commerce. And you know, the reason why I like that is I just think it's impossible to compete against Amazon. And being able to connect with your customer and have them come in, they do a fantastic job of driving repeat business, great consumer traffic, and it's a, a bargain hunting experience. So that allows them to have very few and in, in very little in terms of sales and marketing, right? Because if you're, uh, let's say you have a sunscreen and you wanna put it on closeout, you don't want Ollie's to advertise your brand name sunscreen. Mm. So, you know, they, they really grow through word of mouth and just having an incredible experience that's a real treasure hunt experience. It's almost entertainment even more than it is huh. about shopping. Very interesting, especially when everything in this space has been about uh, the online play. A little contrarian bet from Ollie seems to be paying off, uh, has more than tripled off the lows uh, from the spring. We got to run, Julie. Thanks for the walkthrough here on the way you're thinking about the market and your stock picks. Uh, and uh, always a good conversation here. Appreciate it. Julie Beal, portfolio manager and senior research analyst at Kane Anderson Rudnick. Uh, and Julie runs the uh, small to mid cap fund. VAKSX is the ticker.